0: hello welcome to the feminine non-feminist podcast today we're going to be talking about something that i have dubbed breakthrough christianity and um we will define our terms for you but basically um first i'll introduce my guest this is andy schmidt you may know him by now if you listen to my podcasts Mm -hmm. um but we work together for optive network with Mm -hmm. optive network so um more on that in the first episode of my podcast, but we're talking about breakthrough Christianity today, and let's just define it for Mm -hmm. people. Um, If you haven't heard this term, that's because we made it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's basically this idea that the Christian life is a series of um, breakthroughs Mm -hmm. or successes. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, we kind of just have to be waiting around because something is coming around the corner. Mm -hmm whether it's a financial breakthrough, whether it's a breakthrough in your relationships, whether it's a health breakthrough, Mm -hmm. uh, speaking about the Christian life in such a way that it is, it's more about a series of successes rather Mm -hmm. than like what Jesus said, which is through many tribulations, one must enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Or I believe that's Peter in, Mm -hmm. in Acts. Yeah. But, um,
1: it sounds like something that would be in the Bible.
0: It's in the Bible somewhere in
1: the Bible. Look it
0: up. Yeah. But yeah, so that that would be kind of my definition of breakthrough Christianity. Mm. It's, it's, it's more like a language mm. in some ways. Um, it's a way of, exp- of defining the Christian life in terms of, um, you know, we're kind of being on the edge of our seats, like mm. waiting for something good to happen. And so you'll see it with language yeah. like, you know. You know, find your calling or like yeah, step yeah. into who you were made to yeah, be,
1: right? Or your best life now. Your best life now, with, like Joel Osteen.
0: And it's not just prosperity, totally. No gospel yeah. that is part just of a it. Part of it, yeah. Uh, but it's to me, I just think of like it's like constantly thinking of yourself as waiting,
1: right? And yeah, well, one of the reasons to well, before we started this podcast, we were talking about how we think it's it, it would make most sense for us to talk about it as people who are part of, I'm 23, I think, 22. I don't remember how old I am, 23, 24. I'm somewhere within that range. And you're 24, Five. 25, okay. And we both have kind of come up in the in the like breakthrough Christianity generation mm-hmm. where it's like huge conferences, where you're, left to, like you're supposed to feel all of this emotion. People give their life to Christ like 50 times. They always go up to the altar call. It's like all of this these like, christianity for us and for me growing up was one like searching for one breakthrough after the next and not accepting the ordinary struggle and the ordinary beauty in christianity as as a as a as as a a lifestyle yeah yeah so we're both part of these generations and we've kind of broken away from the break breakthrough christianity and we wanted to just talk about why we broke away from it why we think it can be destructive and how then people should look forward into their Christian sanctification in their life.
0: Well, and I think like, I think it starts for a lot of people when they first become a Christian, um, it's going to depend on the church that you grew up in. That makes a huge difference. But if there's a heavy emphasis on emotionalism, Mm -hmm. that is part and parcel Mm -hmm. of breakthrough Christianity. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I became a Christian, um, and not that I think having lots of emotions for the Lord are bad. But I remember right. being like, what's going to happen when these emotions wane? Like, what is right. my faith made of? Mm-hmm. What is the substance of my faith when you strip away like emotions and, and all mm-hmm. of that. And so, um, you would learn to rely on feelings mm-hmm. and they often get hyped up through conferences, mm-hmm. youth group camps. Mm-hmm. Um, worship nights mm-hmm. things like this all mm-hmm. things that can be good tools in and of right. themselves mm-hmm. um but some people become a christian and then they're on this high yeah. for so long and then they like go on to the real world and like yeah. they go to college they're done with college yeah. and then they're like mm-hmm. wait a minute what's the right. christian life
1: well and i think people recognize it like oh the break these breakthroughs aren't um they're, they're not only in christianity like somebody like i know i know people who have done like Psychedelics and felt like they've had breakthroughs through psychedelics, and so is that the same as the gospel? No, it's not the same as the gospel. There's a fundamental truth to the gospel that doesn't exist within other types of breakthroughs. But like, if you're just looking for breakthroughs, you're the gospel is just going to be one of the things that you use, but it's not going to be it's not going to sustain you, and it's not going to help you persevere through hardship. So I think like that, that was something that I talked to one of my friends. He's been on, on my podcast, um, John Segatowski. We've talked about, he, he would, before he was a Christian, he used to do a lot of drugs and he would talk about like when he was, he was doing acid one time and he had this like breakthrough moment where he like, he he kind of had like an out of body experience where he like zoomed out and he saw the entire globe and he saw like strands of light moving from one person to the other, to another person. And, and ultimately like everybody, all these strands of light were connected from different people. And his breakthrough moment was that like everybody's connected. And and now he looks back and he's like, that was not really the breakthrough moment. Like, but, but that, that is what he was like chasing after. And so that's what he was getting at. So I think like, I I guess. It's almost like
0: we appropriate, appropriate, or like take the the language of the world Mm -hmm. and we've put.
1: Apply it to Christianity. Apply it to Christianity.
0: Whereas like, so, so I I think we should talk about that of like Mm -hmm. what sanctification is in Christianity. Yeah. Biblically, because, um, it's not to say that there aren't pinnacle, Mm -hmm defining moments of people's lives or there aren't, mm-hmm. you know, there's times where if God wants mm-hmm. to bless you with a ton of money, like that right. is within his right to do so. Right. Um, but one, I think it creates almost lazy Christians because mm-hmm. we are waiting for mm-hmm. God to do certain mm-hmm. things that we want him to do versus like mm-hmm. just working hard for the things we want. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, it views God almost mm-hmm. as like a vending machine mm-hmm. and, sanctification in christianity is much more slow mm-hmm. and uh can take years mm-hmm. when people are expecting days right. to see progress with mm-hmm. things um and so much of it is composed mm-hmm. of really really ordinary moments mm-hmm. like you know just mm-hmm. being nice to your spouse and hanging out with your kids and doing dishes mm-hmm. and helping the neighbor mm-hmm. And if you're like, this is meaningless, this is meaningless. I'm waiting for some breakthrough. I'm waiting yeah. to do something great. Mm-hmm. And you do that for 50 years. You've missed that the past 50 mm-hmm. years, God was working in yeah. you.
1: He was doing good so these, yeah. all the time. I, I think one important thing to talk about, maybe historically as to, I, I think why breakthrough Christianity has kind of become really popular is because of over the last 20 years, because of social media and the lowering of the American attention span. I think it's like, according to like Time Magazine, the American has a lower attention span than a goldfish. And so we're constantly searching for instant gratification. And so you can see this in how media plays itself out. So like, if you go back 200 years, if somebody wanted to be entertained, they would like, Talk to family, talk to friends. If they were lucky enough, they they'd have a book. They'd read a book, and then they would, you know, there, there was they had a longer attention span. They were talking to people, they were reading, and they were enjoying um, these long form, I guess, forms of media. I'm, and it's not, it wasn't technically media because they didn't have what we have today. But these long form forms of content, and then here comes the radio, and so it's like they kind of you, you get a, a bit more segmented versions of media and so your attention span shortens the average attention span shortens then you get tv and it and then it like shortens a little bit more then you get youtube and then it shortens a little bit more and then you get tiktok and it shortens a little bit more and so over time over the last 150 years people have just stopped thinking as much and so and they've been searching for the next thing they want to like swipe to the next video and feel the gratification over and over and over and over and over again and I think it's important before we even get into all the breakthrough Christianity stuff to recognize that that is not the Christian life; it's the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. That it's a it's a slow, sometimes painful process of sanctification because to to rec- to, to come to Christ is to die to yourself, and that's the long, It's a painful it's a painful process. And while like you die to you die to yourself when you become a Christian, there's a call to every day take up your cross and die to yourself over and over mm-hmm. and over again, and so. If, if you consider dying to yourself, instant gratification, then I guess that's the only instant gratification that you should be receiving as a right. Christian in some, in some ways.
0: And it's the Jesus says daily, which is very right. different than I did it once. Right. And now
1: I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Right.
0: Which is, we sometimes think of sanctification like that. Mm-hmm. Like I had this experience of grace and, um, mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm not going to struggle with this sin anymore. Yeah. And then we realize, oh, maybe I'm mm-hmm. not as <laughs> yeah. sanctified as I thought. Right. But I like that you brought up attention span because yeah. um
1: I think this really play that like plays into it a lot for Gen Z. Like especially is that like all of the media is curated towards towards us thinking um less and believing that we know more. And so like TikTok is just the prime example of this. You have people on TikTok who are like They will, they will tell you like something we can like do Christian TikTok. They'll, they'll try to exegetically break down a verse on TikTok in 30 seconds. And they are like probably heretics because you can't, because (laughs) the scripture is much deeper and there's a depth and there's an, uh, there's a level of understanding and wisdom required to exegesis. And you have to, you have to like go through a lot of training and all that stuff, but they don't want to do that. So young people don't want to do that. They think you can read something totally understand it and then put your thoughts there, uh, out there on the internet. And then a lot of people buy into it because it makes us feel like we're incredibly uh, knowledgeable and wise and all that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think that all plays into this breakthrough Christianity. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the media, how media has been consumed over the last 30 years and our attention span decreasing because of that mm-hmm. as human beings in America. So that might, that's like, as I've thought through, all of this and the breakthrough Christianity type of thing over the past couple of years, I've realized that a lot of it is as attached to not just how we consume Christianity, but how we consume everything in our yeah. lives. And so
0: relationships, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Marriage, relationships, churches. churches. Yeah. We like, we're just so easy. Like we're just like, we just like, everything's like Tinder for us. Like we're just going to swipe right, swipe mm-hmm. left. And then we're, and then we're out of here. And so I think, um, I think that there's, uh, right now in America and probably more so than in any time in human history, the call, like the revelation of Christ is, is changing all of it can, it can either change all of the deepest fundamental parts of us, or we probably aren't like, it's easy to tell who's a Christian and who's not in some ways. The
0: contrast is way starker. starker. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I feel like that might be a good kind of little historical breakdown as to why this has become so popular. Um, Well,
0: and it places, it appeals to the low attention span because you're waiting for something very shortly that's just right around the corner. So you don't have to wait very long for it. It also is man centered Mm -hmm. and it appeals to you. It's Mm -hmm. about you versus being about God. And so you'll see this in language like, like, don't doubt your calling. Yeah and um like a lot of talk about callings and like know your worth and like um you'll notice this language doesn't appear in the bible mm-hmm. but it has become so it is part yeah. of the social imaginary mm-hmm. of the yeah. breakthrough christianity yeah.
1: and social imaginary for those of you that don't yeah. understand what that means that's a reference from a book called the rise and triumph of the modern self by Carl Truman, that anybody younger than 30 should be required to read in America or something like that. So go, go get that book. But the social imaginary is essentially like the, the philosophical framework in which your society um, thinks without knowing that they think
0: it's unstated, unspoken beliefs that everyone has. Exactly. It's the public consciousness. It's
1: the public consciousness. You might not even know that you, Believe something philosophically, but because everybody around you believes it, and because you've kind of just been grandf- like yeah, grandfathered, grandfathered it. into it, yeah. you believe these things, and that's how every society and every culture has a social imaginary. Um, the, the issue nowadays is that the social imaginary has become uh, much more secular than I than I think any other society or culture has ever had to deal with because of certain technologies and things like yeah. that. Yeah, and so that's what you mean. So by yeah. So yeah. So what I
0: would say is that these terms that we we yeah. th- almost think are biblical yeah like know your don't doubt your calling and stuff like that right. i don't uh, you don't see that in the bible right. or mm-hmm. finding yourself right where mm-hmm. paul actually says having been found in him mm-hmm. referring to christ we're mm-hmm. supposed to be found in christ mm-hmm. um not find who we are mm-hmm. that is language that is completely unscriptural yeah. there's nothing about that in scripture mm-hmm. so um and I think that, that, that is part of this idea of breakthrough Christianity. That is, that is me centered mm-hmm. because it's about what is God providing for me mm-hmm. in this next stage of my life? Mm-hmm. How will this benefit me versus what am I doing mm-hmm. to bring glory to God and mm-hmm. to, to tell others about him yeah. and to live a life that is worthy of the calling, which I've received. Mm-hmm. There's two very different goals there.
1: Right. Do you think that it would be helpful if I broke down mimesis and poiesis and expressive individualism and how sure. that plays into this? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I that, okay, so while reading this- <laughs> Everything
0: goes back to this book.
1: Yeah. The, the Rise and Triumph of <laughs> the Mountain itself. When you read it, you'll be like, oh my goodness. Everything that I thought I knew about everything was not totally correct. Yeah. And so that's, you should read this book. But essentially there's two ways to look at the world as a human being that one way is called a mimetic worldview mimesis and the other one is called a poietic worldview poiesis Uh, a mimetic worldview basically is that um the that your meaning and who you are comes from outside of you and the world is made up of of natural laws and moral laws no mimetic is moral laws and natural laws that that have been put in place by god or nature or whatever that um you're kind of at the at uh, at the whim of of nature and of moral laws that God has put into place, and so that's a mimetic worldview. That's that's a biblical worldview. Okay, the poetic meaning comes
0: from outside of meaning ourselves. Meaning comes from
1: outside of you. Yeah. So Christ gives you meaning. You don't give yourself meaning. And so poiesis is the is the opposite. It believes that the world is made up of a bunch of raw materials in which you can take and create whatever you want out of it, and including your own self. And so that yeah. would be like transgenderism where you are a, you yourself are a raw material and you can create whatever you want out of it that there's no mean, there's no inherent meaning given to you by god and that you are a man or you are a woman and that you can just look at yourself as raw material and if i want to be a woman i can be a woman if i want to be a man i can be a man yeah. so that's mimesis and poiesis and so poiesis is has was perpetuated through what's ironic about all of this is that it was perpetuated through the industrial revolution and that in the industrial revolution, human beings in America literally started to take raw materials outside and create whatever we wanted, like engines, trains. Yeah. Like, um, and then, you know, it later became computers, iPhones, and like everything that we have and that we interact with every single day is, is, um, created out of, the, the what we see as like, oh, they're just raw materials. We can take a tree and we can take all these minerals and things and we can just we can create an iPhone out of that, which nobody could do that for like six thousand five hundred years or however long you think the world existed. But um <laughs> for a long, long time people could never do that. And so it was perpetuated through this industrial revolution, which doesn't mean that I'm anti capitalist, I'm pro-capitalism, but that's a whole different thing. And essentially it has created for the first time in human history Entire generations full of people who believe that their meaning is found from within them. That like, whatever I feel and want is what I should get.
0: And that it is virtuous for them to pursue it. It's not only permissible for them to pursue it, Mm -hmm. but it is virtuous. Your
1: virtue is, is in expressing yourself. And this is where the philosophy of expressive individualism comes in, is that the purpose and meaning of life is to express who you are inside of you, and there, and 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 so whatever makes me happy, whatever makes me feel good, that's what I should do, and anything that doesn't align with that is bad. Mm-hmm. And so if Christianity tells me to die to myself, I need to hate Christianity. Yeah. And so we, people are like, well, why is this? Why is our culture gone so far away from Christianity? It's because of blah blah blah. No, it's like it's because of generally because of sin and what sin has produced in this philosophy of expressive individualism. It's like people don't want to pursue something that calls you into dying to yourself because that's the mm-hmm. literally counter everything that all the people in our generation have been taught from the age of zero up. And Which so, is
0: why it's, it's not only like, Oh, I choose not to be the Christian. No, they, there are people who believe Christianity is evil mm-hmm. for this reason.
1: Yeah. Like these are two. Like, like that it is
0: morally yeah. abhorrent.
1: Right. So there's a, there's this, there's this moral um battle now of this expressive individualist poetic way of looking at the world and this more biblical mimetic way of looking at the world and i think yeah just at no other time i mean every everybody used to all kind of believe that there was a god and because they were like i don't know how else we could get here and now the god in some way has become like the scientific method which is a total weird way of of weird thing to worship um and so that has created this 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 breakthrough christianity and that like it, it, people don't recognize that when they come to christ and they keep searching after these breakthrough like this these breakthroughs in christianity that like that is coming from a place of their pers- that their express their ex- their expressive individualism that they're yeah. like waiting for god to like bring them to their actual self
0: Okay. Instead of yes. bring them to
1: Christ. Yes. And
0: there's two, there's two different things. And when, and then God becomes a tool in the toolbox mm-hmm. of the greater mission of self-actualization versus be, him being the goal, being mm-hmm. found in him being the goal. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. No, um, my wife just sent me a text that we totally forgot that we have tickets to go see Jordan Peterson. <laughs>
0: tonight?
1: <laughs> um, it is on... February 7th. Oh, okay. That'll be fun.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I anyway, was like, tonight? No? <laughs> no <laughs> okay. But if
1: so, we, I would have, we'd have to go tonight. anyways, go ahead. So.
0: Um, what was I going to say? Oh, God becomes a tool in the toolbox. Yeah. Versus... Yeah. We see ourselves as the prime operators in mm-hmm. the story versus right. God being the prime operator yeah. and us being s- subservient to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that people think... They think breakthrough Christianity and expressive individualism is what will make you happy because you're the prime object of meaning. Right. But it actually leads to the opposite.
1: Yeah. People hate themselves.
0: People hate themselves. And that's why
1: suicide rates are an all time high and, and, and like teen depression and like teen homicides. And like, there's every bad thing that could happen is happening right now because this, this philosophy has been perpetuated over 150 years and within the American public school system to millions and millions and millions and millions of children and they're getting to and now it's all culminating in this generation the Gen Zers who because we now have the technology to turn men into women and, and physically right, right. by and not biologically but just outwardly um they're they're saying like okay like, so, so it's, it's all culminated and now people are like killing themselves and they hate themselves and everybody's depressed and anxious and, and suicidal and, and and everything. And the expressive individualist will say, well, the reason that they're feeling that way is because nobody accepts them as for who right. they society, are. Society kind right. of like
0: Rousseau yeah. would say like society is stifling, mm-hmm. not that Rousseau would have thought that we would get to the point where we are, but society yeah. is stifling their mm-hmm. expression of themselves. And yeah. that's why they're at an all time. But right. society is more ex- Accepting they, there has
1: never ever ever been more acceptance of of these of expressive individuals' Of whatever lifestyle that you want. Sexual orientation. Ever. Right.
0: Whatever. Yeah. And you're told that you need to find meaning in mm-hmm. yourself. Right. Which is actually incredibly lonesome.
1: Totally. Yeah. Because it's postmodern at its core, in that, like, if my if my happiness in and of myself, because I think we had to go back to scripture and and recognize what is the self before Christ
0: right and and
1: and and this goes back to uh like a fundamental doctrine in Christianity I think which is total depravity and original sin and, and these have and like, the
0: creator creature distinction
1: yeah and so like the 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 main uh kind of the the axiom of the gospel the the fundamental understanding of the gospel that makes all of the gospel make sense and work together is that we, as human beings are sinners and deserving of hell because we have sinned against the great glorious almighty God of the universe. And even if we've sinned against him once, that's too much. And he is perfect and he can't be, he can't be, he can't be united with, with imperfection and we are clearly not perfect. And so we deserve hell. We deserve death. And without, um, I guess, I guess, without that you can't really have Christ saving you from anything if mm-hmm. you're already kind of good. And so to understand who we are before Christ leads us into repentance and that we need Christ because we we're going to we we're we're going to hell. Like we're, we're this right. is a really bad situation we need Jesus and then after after choosing to follow Christ, we then choose we in in choosing to follow Christ, Christ we also choose to conform our life to Christ's life, not yes. Christ bringing out of us who we, who, who we want to be expressed as. And so, well,
0: and I think, I think it's worth saying that what we're not saying is that Christ comes and obliterates your personality. If anything, it's really the opposite. Because Mm -hmm. if you look at the world Mm -hmm. where they claim to be so expressive, yeah,
1: everybody's the same monolithic. Yeah.
0: These trends sweep through and it's Mm -hmm. like people are robots and you go to like a university and you're like, okay, you all dress the same way. You all have the style. You all Talk mm-hmm. the same way. You're not being mm-hmm. the unique individual that mm-hmm. you really think you are. And I would say on on the contrary, mm-hmm. like Christianity frees us mm-hmm. not to be whoever we want to be, mm-hmm. but to be who we were created to be. And that mm-hmm. is a quote from Nick Gibson. So I will not steal Really? That. Yeah, yeah I think so. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but out, Nick. Christianity frees us to be who we were created to be, not who we want to be. Yeah. And so it's not that Jesus right. comes and obliterates your personality and takes, no, he, he purifies all that dross mm-hmm. that's on the, like, that is mm-hmm. k- keeping us from mm-hmm. the glorious state we were meant to be mm-hmm. in union with him. He's purifying that, taking that off. Right. Um, But it's not whoever I imagine myself to be. It's, right. I, it's actually like, mm-hmm very much who I was created to be, right. not who I created yeah. myself to be.
1: Right. Which
0: I think is an important This is why
1: scripture uses the term, like this is why it says that we are slaves to sin before yeah. we come to Christ is because we're not expressing anything other than evil all the time. Yeah. And so that's not unique. You're not different for being evil all the time with everybody else and expressing it all in the same exact ways. You're just the same as everybody else. So if you really want to be different, you would follow Christ. But the problem is that following Christ is incredibly intimidating for people who don't understand what it means to what it means to actually be an individual. And so they don't want to because individualism is not a Christian individualism is allowing Christ to conform you to himself in character and live it out in who he created you to be in your personality. And that's incredibly important distinctions. All these instinctions are very important to make in understanding how to be sanctified in Christ. Can I make a political thing? Um, Not like a, not like a Republican Democrat thing. Um, (laughs) Like in what you said about people not understanding who they are and all basically looking, talking and acting in the exact same way, which is our generation. Yeah. What that does, ultimately, politically, and when I say politically, I mean, like, over, like, millions of people. Like, a lot of yeah, people okay. within, a, within a culture. yeah, Sociopolitical. Yeah, sociopolitically or whatever. What that does is that, because people inside of, because at the core of what it is to be a human being, um, is the desire to follow something. Or to be. To worship. To worship, to follow, to be, yeah, to worship and follow something. And so. Even if you think that you're expressing who you actually are, what you end up doing is becoming like everybody else. And then what everybody wants to do together is find something to follow. Mm-hmm. And so what do they start to, what do they look towards? They look towards the government. And this is where you get Marxism and communism and socialism yeah. and all of these political economic structures that have caused hundreds of millions of deaths deaths over the last 200 years people are saying well we want a king it's like the jews it's like it's like israel we want a king we want a king and god's like all right i'll give you david and then you He'll go down Saul that line. First, yeah. yeah, I'll give you Saul. Sorry, yeah. You go down that, that line of kings and it is not good. It ends up really, really bad because you have a king and it's Christ. Yes, and if you yeah. aren't, if you're not going to follow that king, you're going to follow a really screwed up king. Yeah. And the king is the, either the state or, or the, self. the self. And ultimately the self is the state in some capacity because right. the state will tell the self what to be and the self will do it. And that's what we have right now. And you end up getting like mass genocide murder huge wars people and and you get people who like would not be conforming to this in their right mind like like read about like nazi germany yeah. you have people who were and like we wonder we're like oh we, we would, would they, never get there yeah. we would never get there like we're almost there politically and personally like people every time anytime you start to think that you're you're not you like well we're not almost there you're probably almost there i mean i think Ronald reagan said we you're always one generation away from oh, yeah. freedom, freedom is always, is always one, one generation, generation from away from lost. extinction. Yeah. yeah. And so I just want to like, you can, you can either boil it down to the actual individual or you can, you can kind of um, zoom out to the 30,000 uh, foot view and the same thing in expressive individualism is playing itself out. Um, with one person or with 50,000 people, they're all looking for a king and the king is not found in the state or in the self. It's found in the Christ who came to save and seek the lost. And I think that that's all plays into the breakthrough Christianity and that like, what are you seeking out? Are you seeking mm-hmm. out Christ? Or are you seeking out just another are you seeking out like somebody, something to make you feel like you are being your best self? Cause that's not, that's not like your idea of best and good is right. counter biblical to, it's not what the Bible thinks best and good means because you're a sinner and you don't know how to define your own terms. And this is, I, I'll I'll stop. Yeah. I well, and I think about yeah.
0: to me, I think when we talk about the self, one of the most important, uh, Dynamics is the cre- God being creator and us being a creature. And you look at the garden mm-hmm. and you look at Adam. He was, he was not placed in the garden and given, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> express yourself, Adam, discover who you want to be. He was actually mm-hmm. given a task to yeah. guard yeah, and yeah. keep right, the right. garden. Yeah. And his conformity to that is right. actually what brings him joy and and purpose and meaning.
1: And what was Satan's Satan was like, "Hey man, here, eat this fruit because be like, this God. will help you to be like God. You can be the king. Yeah. You can express yourself. You can be what Satan you want." Satan didn't yeah.
0: say worship me. Yeah, says he worship didn't. yourself. Right. And that's Yeah, he did not. Get, yeah. Yeah, that's what Satan is Satanism, Satanism right. is not really about worshipping Satan. It's no. about worshiping
1: self. And people who worship Satan are just insane. But yeah. like, you know, And some, and, and so, yeah, Yeah. that's a good point.
0: So he didn't tell Adam, uh, to just kind of give free range to anything and everything he Mm -hmm. wanted to be. Mm
1: -hmm. There was order. His joy is
0: in, is in being who God designed him for. And that's, that's like, it's almost a metaphysical thing because if you are designed to do something, Mm -hmm. every time you are, every time you act outside of that design, Mm -hmm. there's like a fundamental Mm -hmm. there's something is fundamentally wrong Mm -hmm. it's like twisted Mm -hmm. and so it's it's like having a tool that you're trying to to use a tool for the wrong thing and the best way ever works
1: the best way i've seen uh thought through this being explained is through um um it's through art in that if you go back to let's let's say let's start at the renaissance Mm -hmm. so one of my favorite artists ever is caravaggio um he made he like painted a lot of beautiful picture pictures of certain uh, stories in in the gospels and he's a, some, calling a saint matthew and some really cool paintings and um he he painted and he painted like incredibly real paintings like you could see the characters you could yeah. see who who it was so real it was objective it was like very real but it was also very beautiful and very mystical too it was very very cr- like christ-centered in that way and then and then, and then you can move on like a couple hundred years Or maybe whatever A couple hundred years and you get to like Van Gogh And people love Van Gogh yeah. Van Gogh's dad was a preacher Van Gogh apostatized Moved into agnosticism which he just believed that there was a God, but he didn't believe it was the Christ. And his paintings became Reflection. slightly more distorted. Yeah, uh, It's called, what is that type of painting Impressionism. called? Impressionism. Impressionism, yeah. It's like slightly more distorted and a little bit more weird. But he at least believed that there was a God, so it was a little bit objective too. So to, like, you know
0: that flowers are flowers yeah. and trees are trees. Yeah, you
1: know, like, you're like, oh yeah, okay, I can kind of make this stuff out. But like, yeah, it kind of yes. looks a little weird. And then you, and then you move a couple hundred years later and you get a guy named Jackson Pollock. Yep. Jackson Pollock. Splashes. Spl- splatter. Yeah, splatter paint. And he was he was a postmodernist at his core, yeah. who ended up drunk driving and dying. And his life was like, I mean, essentially like committing suicide. You get into a car drunk, I mean, you're yeah. you're asking for it. But like the the idea and his and his painting made no sense ever because there was no there, nothing was well, it's real. The mimesis
0: versus Phoisis. the Caravaggio's versus Caravaggio's paintings are, showed
1: the true beauty. They show true truth. meaning and yeah. beauty.
0: And Pollock's paintings are like, oh, I'm, I'm infusing, yeah. I'm, infu- I'm creating meaning look, they, out of they, it. They say the yeah.
1: painting interprets you, you don't interpret the painting. And that's bull crap. Yeah. Like th- in the sense that like, if you can look at a painting and you can't figure out what it is, it's probably a really bad painting. I mean, I'm yeah. like, and so the, it's made itself like through, through time over the last several hundred years, a thousand years the philosophies have changed and things have become people have believed in in a more poetic worldview. And because of that, uh, you can see it through artwork. You can just look at, okay, this is really real and it's beautiful. This is still kind of cool, but it's, it's it's just kind of weird. And then this, I don't even know what this is, but it sold for $90 million and I have no idea why.
0: And we are expected to like affirm Mm -hmm. or like, (laughs) we're expected to clap from the sidelines and be like beautiful, gorgeous, Mm -hmm. because that they don't only want Right. The self to be expressed, but everyone around Everybody it has to has, has to yeah. affirm your, your self-expression. Yeah. So I, I want to tie this back to breakthrough Christianity. Yeah. So what does all this have to
1: do with that? What breakthrough does this all have to do with, <laughs> yeah. with that? Yeah.
0: Is one viewing the self as the prime mm-hmm. uh mover mm-hmm. versus God being the prime mover yeah. and his actions in providence serving you. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, as a Christian, we believe that. Mm-hmm. God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him. So this is not, it's, it's in some ways it's actually like shocking how much works for our good and how much is for us. Everything is for us. He loves you
1: still, even though you're evil, like, and he, you're a sinner. He loves you and he wants things to work out for, for for your good, because if things are working out for your good, that means that you're glorifying Him in His goodness, and that's like it's supposed to be kind of circular in in a way where you're right. It's you know, yeah.
0: unity with Christ. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, so it's just kind it's of circular like, in
0: that unity. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and again, breakthrough Christianity is a term that we made up. Yeah. So if it's like, it's kind of elusive, it's cause it, it's That's kind cause
1: of, we just made, up. We made right. it up. right, right before um, we started this podcast. No. <laughs> um, um,
0: but I think it's important to use the terms that scripture uses to describe what the Christian life is supposed to be about. Yeah. So for instance, you'll see a lot of talk about don't doubt your calling and know right. your calling and know your worth and blah, 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 blah. And implied mm-hmm. in that kind of language is like this, this, uh, steady self exaltation, Mm -hmm. this kind of like constant rising of the self. Yeah. And if everyone's doing that, (laughs) we're all going to become narcissists, but two, the Bible says the, the opposites, like Mm -hmm. Jesus became great by being a servant to all Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. by humbling himself, even to the point of death, even death on a cross.
1: And he said... It all culminated in what he said love is. Yes. There's no greater love than those who will sacrifice Laid their life, life for, for, for friends. their friends. It's in sacrificing everything about you for the betterment of everybody around you. And that's, in, that's like the, like the, the culmination of the gospels in some, that's what yeah. the gospel is in Jesus sacrificing himself for everybody else. And in him explaining, that's what love is. It is not, you don't look, you don't like, you don't, you're not allowed the, the luxury anymore as a Christian of looking at somebody and deciding that you don't have to sacrifice for them Ooh. because you have been sacrificed for, yes. and if you can't give sacrifice, sacrificial love, then you can't take sacrificial love from Christ. And I think that's that people don't want to hear that oftentimes in our society, in our culture, but like, that's the gospel. And if you don't believe that, then you don't believe in Jesus and you believe it's, in it's, something else.
0: Christianity is about self-sacrifice, not self-actualization. Right. And yeah. me, for many moderns, self-actualization has become the gospel. How do I become my best self? Mm-hmm. If Christianity serves me in becoming my best self, mm-hmm. I'll use it and I will manipulate it yeah. to that end versus God has an objective demand yeah. of what I owe him. Yeah. And I trust mm-hmm. that... Obe- obedience to that will bring me joy. He promises mm-hmm. it will. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so it's not like a joyless Christianity. No,
1: it's like, it's like a, that was one thing It's I was being gonna,
0: what you were made for, right, which is yeah. freedom and joy being That's what you were made for. The
1: first thing I was going to talk about, and I didn't even say it, and I'm glad that you mentioned joy is that the, the, to understand the Christian life, you have to understand the fundamental difference between happiness and joy. And that Christianity isn't a pursuit to happiness. It's a pursuit to joy in Christ. Mm-hmm. Happiness is, in some sense, that that breakthrough Christianity. Like, you will have happiness at certain points in your life. Like, I, I've had, like, you'll have fun with friends. It'll be happy. You'll be happy. And it's great. You don't need to run away from happiness. But right. if happiness is, is what you think that Christianity is leading you towards, then you're not, you're not, that's not, you're not right because happiness is fleeting. It's, it's, in some ways it's it's vain and it like, it comes and goes as it wants and it's not always going to be there. But the call to have joy in Jesus Christ is, is constant and consistent Mm -hmm. in the gospel and in living out the gospel in your life. And so if you aren't experiencing joy in Jesus, it's probably because you don't understand the difference between joy and happiness. And I think joy is a much more fundamental foundational, uh, term and, and happiness is a much more fleeting term. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can't experience happiness. I think it just means that like, this shouldn't be what you're after. Yeah. And I think, I think joy sustains and happiness just comes and goes as it once. Well,
0: and we, we, as Christians, like almost the irony of it is that Christians, we do believe in an ultimate eternal bliss. Yeah. So it's, it's actually, it's like Christians get this rap of being like anti mm-hmm. fun or whatever. Yeah. And literally Christianity is like heaven forever right. with Jesus and everyone we love right. just being who we were made to be. Yeah. It, it cannot, it does not, right. and it cannot get better than that.
1: Yeah. If, but we're
0: here mm-hmm. on this earth mm-hmm. for this very short time in mm-hmm. preparation for that. And sometimes mm-hmm. I, I call it an over-realized eschatology. Mm-hmm. Um, people do this with healing too, because they're like, I need to get perfect health while I'm on this earth. And it's like, yeah. you'll get that Maybe in heaven. that doesn't
1: happen here. But yeah. it might
0: not happen here. Doesn't mean Mm -hmm. God isn't, but people, I think also too, it's the Gnosticism because Mm -hmm. we're like, we think of heaven as being like disembodied spirits, Mm -hmm. like floating around. Mm -hmm. And so when someone's like, well, you'll be healed in heaven. They're like, well, that's, Mm -hmm. but that's like heaven. It's not like, Mm -hmm. no, it's physical. Mm -hmm. It's right. It's actual tangible, Mm -hmm. physical healing. So Mm -hmm. that's a tangent. Yeah. But
1: the, there's an important, uh, I think when I. So like when I started getting back into Christianity a while back, I was like just listening to all these stupid motivational things. And I was like, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm going to like, and then like there's like Christian motivational stuff. Like yeah. I will put this out there and I'm ashamed of it, but I like, let's do a bunch of like TD Jake stuff. And it was just like, I just felt like, so like, I'm like, I felt really good about like, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to like, ha- I'm going to like go and make something of this. It was just this, all this like motivational um, crap. And I, I realized like, in listening honestly to a lot of John Piper and Matt Chandler, and that like, um, people uh, in Scripture, joy is oftentimes directly connected to suffering, and I the prime example of this is in Acts when the apostles are brought before the the, the Roman court, yeah, and and uh, you know they're like you got to stop preaching the gospel, you got to stop doing this, and I think Peter says like do what you think is right, but as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Yeah. And basically like, look, you you can tell me to stop preaching the gospel, I can't. This is the only thing I can do. So do, do whatever you think is right right now. You throw me to prison, kill me, do whatever you think is right, but I'm not gonna stop doing. We're not going to stop preaching the gospel. And they beat the crap out of them. And then it says in the next verse... Well, they' like what do they do? they rejoiced because they found that they they, they were they like they rejoiced worthy. that they were wor- counted worthy to suffer for Christ yeah and that was that like I was always like what the crap like I am not getting that in my Christianity and so like I need to figure out what I'm missing and I think that it's that I had a really really poor understanding of of suffering and of joy and that like to to be counted to be counted as worthy to suffer in the ways that Christ suffered is actually the like crux of human mm-hmm. joy. And I think that that's uh Because
0: the wisdom of the kingdom and the wisdom of God are opposites.
1: Different. Yeah, they're, they're opposite, <laughs> And, and,
0: and you see this all the time. So if you want to be first, the first shall be last and the last yeah. shall be first. If you want to be greatest, yeah. you must be the servant. The wisdom of God is foolishness to the world and vice mm-hmm. versa. And the weakness of God is mm-hmm. stronger than human strength. Like you have these contrasts and these juxtapositions all in scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why... If you're looking from the outside and you're like joy that you just got beaten, mm-hmm. like that makes no sense. Right, they're actually being who they are made to be. They're
1: right, <laughs> right. yeah. And, and, uh, um,
0: so so yeah, the, when when we say breakthrough Christianity, maybe another term for it would be like self, like self-actualizing Christianity, Christianity
1: or something like that. Um, like what what you're trying to get out of your Christianity. If you're trying to get, if you're trying to get more of yourself. Then it's not Christianity. And if you're trying to get more of Christ, then it is Christianity. Yeah. I think that it's, and it's, and it's also, I mean, it, it depends on how deep we want to go here, but like psychologically, sometimes people will will turn Christ into themselves and read themselves into the gospels yeah. as Christ. And then they will be like, look, I'm already sanctified. Cause I'm kind and gentle and nice, blah, 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 blah. blah. Cause I, look at me, like I'm just like Jesus. And this happens with millennials a lot. And I'm, I'm, I, whatever millennials are are great. Some of them and some of them are not. Um, and, and I see it in certain Christian TV show, like the chosen, I'm just going to yeah. say this, that like Jesus and the disciples, they act and talk and, and like, like millennials. They're not, they're not, it's not like, I don't read the gospels and see what I see. I don't see what I see in Jesus in the gospels as what I'm seeing on like the chosen. chosen. Or something. That's just like a, an example of this, but people often read themselves into these characters in the Bible and be like, be like, yeah, I'm already like, I'm already there. And Jesus is just like me. And I think that it's important to recognize that before you read the gospels and the scriptures to like ask the Holy Spirit to let you see Christ as he is and not as who you mm-hmm. want him to be. And um, all these things are like really difficult to think about because you're probably like, people will be like, well, maybe I've just been like thinking that Jesus is somebody that he's not. And that might be true, but it doesn't mean that, that you can't, you can't reread the scriptures and reread the gospels and ask the Holy Spirit to show you who Christ is and has Christ to show himself in his word. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that we've, we've grown up in a really crappy situation in this uh, postmodern expressive individualist generation where people think that you can just create meaning out of whatever you want. Yeah. And it's the Bible just doesn't work that way. You can't just. Look
0: how it's looking out for people or working out for people in terms of, Mm -hmm. is it delivering the happiness that it's promised? Yeah. The answer is a resounding no. Right. People aren't happy. Right. Being forced to find meaning in themselves. Right.
1: Statistically, they're not Statistically, happy. Statistically, I mean, like, they're not You can not just happy. look at the numbers. Yeah, people are depressed. Like, they hate themselves. And, and I
0: think also there's a very strange idea attached mm-hmm. to the idea that you are a self that can be found. Yeah. Like, people are like, I'm going on a journey to find who I am.
1: Right. But aren't you already who you are? Is aren't you you're already saying? who you yeah. are?
0: Who is the self? Are you like yeah. this, like, verifiable right. essence that can be like... Right distilled with enough like research and exploration super weird like metaphysical question and i don't have the answer to that right but there's a fundamental like like weird presupposition about Mm -hmm. the self as an entity and it's like when we pursue god Mm -hmm. we actually understand ourselves better yeah. Which is the irony or like, well, right. to find myself, don't I need to like go and like to travel to like Indonesia and yeah.
1: like meet a bunch of different, meet a bunch people, of different and people and, talk and like have these stories. conversations
0: yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like the opposite of, well, right. I mean, you can go to Indonesia if you want, yeah, but that'd be yeah. <laughs> you're not going to find yourself by searching and searching and searching and searching. It's actually right. going to become more elusive, right. pursuing Christ. And he reveals to you mm-hmm.
1: who, who you are you to be. Yeah. and
0: who you were made to be.
1: Yeah. Right. And it's a beautiful thing because then you can also accept that God has created other people for different purposes. And it's really difficult to do that because what all expressive individualism and all these things end up doing to people is creating incredibly narcissistic, self-hating human beings, which seems oxymoronic, but it's not. And really shallow
0: relationships. Really shallow relationships
1: because people are like, well, if you were more like me, the world would be different. And that creates like an entire, that's like, okay. Like, um, Like one person who thought that throughout human history, here's an example, is Hitler. Yeah. So there's an example, okay? And I think that people should recognize that like, in Christianity, Christ isn't trying to just make everybody like you. He's trying to make everybody to glorify him in the ways that he created them to glorify him in. And it's like, Paul's metaphor of the body, and you know who, like if you know the arm can't say that yeah. you know it's better than the leg or the toe or the finger. It's like we we need you actually you actually um, through all of through the gospel through the transformation of Christ and understanding that to, in conforming your life to Him, you actually start to recognize how much you need those people around you in true community and, and relationship. you can truly
0: appreciate them, yeah,
1: as and the unique them. individuals right. and
0: love them as the unique individuals they are, and be like, mm-hmm. whoa. I don't have that gift. Like yesterday I was like mm-hmm. talking with a bunch of ladies I just met and we're just talking about different dynamics in our marriages mm-hmm. and our giftings. I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, I have no administrative mm-hmm. gifts, yeah. but I'm talking to this right. lady who just excels in this and mm-hmm. I don't want her to be like me. I right. love that she does what she does right. and that she glorifies God mm-hmm. and she serves us people yeah. and you just so get the
1: world had more of us. It'd be just a mess. Yeah. It would be yeah. a, a disaster. We, we need more of people who are going to work all these help God work not help God, but God doesn't need our help. But it's like that God can Serve use God to work. By, yeah. yeah. Work out the good that he promises that he will yes. work out for those who love him. And that's, that's the beauty of the local church. And that's the beauty of, of relationship with other Christians is that we can, we can like experience, we can be in real true community. Cause you'll realize that your relationships run dry when you're mm-hmm. doing them just when you're in them just for yourself and you're using people up and, 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 and on top of all of this, I think the most important thing is that once you recognize that God has a, has a different purpose and calling for different people, um, all within the, 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 within the framework of being obedient to God, obviously like that, right. we're all called into that and being obedient to Christ and following him, that, that is going to play itself out in different ways. You can start to look at people who aren't Christians and, and, and be like, man, like if that person was a Christian, they would just be so necessary and useful in the kingdom of God. And that will be, mo- that that will be motivating to get people out to actually preaching the gospel, proclaiming mm-hmm. it to all the people. And that's why we should do that because the more people we have glorifying the God, the better. I mean, yeah. I just like, you just look at people and you'll be like that person, like, yeah, I know that person's super messed up right now, but like, in five years, after they've given their life to Christ, I could see them being, you know, so essential to the community of God, and we need those people. And um,
0: it's kind of funny because I almost feel like we started talking, like, you know, the the pursuit of just like f- releasing your potential and all this stuff is is breakthrough Christianity. It's silly, but it's it's like almost come full circle. Yeah. Because if that is your pursuit, right? Then it's what Jesus said. If you find your life, you'll lose it. If you right. lose your life, you'll find it.
1: Seek first the kingdom and all else will, and all else will be, added, will to be added to you. Yeah.
0: Um, it's not anti-individual.
1: anything individual. Right. Right. Anything that. But you is, don't
0: get there by being right. a selfish, narcissistic yeah. person who's just trying right. to find themselves find and themselves. shoves everybody right. else in the way and is... Yeah. Constantly searching for in an elusive, finding Christ,
1: you find yourself in finding Christ, you find and yourself, and that's like a very these are all like probably find c- cliche things that we're saying, but like it's very true in that you, if you're seeking first the kingdom, and, and let's say like the kingdom is the top of the hierarchy of things that you should seek, um, if you take anything beneath that hierarchy and put it as the thing that you seek, you end up losing all things, include including the kingdom. So yeah. seek first the kingdom and Christ and God, all part of the kingdom, and then. You will find out who you are and who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. Not that he's going to be like, I want you to be an engineer. No, but he'll just be like, I want you to be a a human being that has character and then he'll free you to go out and do whatever it is that you want because you're going to want to do what he wants.
0: It may be very ordinary. Yeah. It may be extremely ordinary. And...
1: That's fine. That's really good. That's really good. In fact, we need. I
0: can't wait. I mean... the majority of the saints in heaven right now Mm -hmm. are people that lived, you know, someone in 1527, who was just a peasant Mm -hmm. and like loved their children and like served the local church Mm and was beside the dub dying during the black plague. They're going to, there's going to be a lot of those people Yeah, and they're still trophies of Mm -hmm. grace. And so, I mean, the ordinary is, and I want to say this too, there was a book written by David Platt a while ago called radical. Yeah, And you know, I read it, I really liked it yeah. at the time. I was like, you know, were, I'm I'm so on fire for the Lord. I just want to go die, be a yeah. missionary. But mm-hmm. um that was I think part of the mm-hmm. I'm not accusing him of anything. This so yeah, this is not mm-hmm. like my statement of him or anything. Yeah. But there was there was an idea I picked up in reading things like that that like if I wasn't going and doing something extremely radical, leaving the country, you got to mm-hmm. leave the country, you got to be whatever. I was not, Mm -hmm. um, I was not radical enough for the Lord Mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing what I needed to do to be sanctified. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a, and more like, it's not a prosperity gospel version of breakthrough Christianity, but it's like the missions, it's
1: an over spiritualization, over spiritualization. It's just like, if you're not going out and, and like, planting churches and doing everything within the within the the fivefold ministry or whatever you think about that but if you're not doing any of these if you're not prophesying if you're not what if, if, then you're not doing christianity it's like what happens in these situations people will leave and go to all these different countries and then they'll forget about the people right here in their backyard and those people will still die and go to hell it's not like missions work isn't only important in China. It's also important. Souls are to, equally to your valuable your right. and
0: your family. Yeah. Yeah. Your Family. Exactly. And that was like, like a huge that's wake the up call. first missions
1: field that you're called to in right. some ways. Yeah.
0: Is, um, that, that was why I was shocked. Like, I just never pictured myself having a family. Cause I was like, well, it's like kind of a cop out, right? Like, yeah. it's not really a ministry. Yeah. Like, no, it is a ministry. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, so, mm-hmm. and start there. Yeah. Um, and you will be more effective in all other areas too, if you mm-hmm. are effective in your family.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, I think we just talked about a bunch of stuff and I think, <laughs> the, I think one thing that's helpful maybe would be like, okay, so if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I feel like a bunch of the things that was just said, describe me in my interaction with Christianity. Describes what the me heck too. do I do? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it describes all of us, but like, they're like, what do I do? I mean. What do you, what do they, what do they do? What do they do? Um,
0: Jesus answer is seek ye first the kingdom of God, but Mm -hmm. I, and, and all these things will be added into you. Mm. I think that, um, I remember when there was a time I was really frustrated with the church I was attending Mm. and I had this realization that I was going to church every week looking to be served. Yeah. I was looking to show up and like Mm -hmm. have people just walk up to me and want to be my friend and have people just just give me mm-hmm. things i was looking for the church to serve me rather than for me to church serve the church yeah that is the like fundamental mm-hmm. flip that you have to make in your mind because expressive individualism is like walking out and it's like, how are things going to serve me? But if you have the mindset of how am I going to serve people? Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's really hard at first Mm -hmm. to get into that mindset. If you're so,
1: because people are annoying and they'll, they're going to like piss you off and you're just going
0: to, and your flesh wants to be lazy. Mm -hmm. Your flesh doesn't want to do things for other people. Um, yeah, but that's, Like the way out is through. That's how Jesus mm-hmm. says we're gonna find mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're listening to this, like, and you're already a Christian, you already know the Lord. Like, obviously, I'm talking to people that are already born again. But like, just serve someone, mm-hmm. and
1: <laughs> yeah. C.S. Lewis talks about in the in the Screw Tape Letters. Screw Tape Letters is a good book. It's about um, it's it's about uh, these two demons that yeah. are working on on, uh, influencing a human being towards or away from Christ. And so how like C.S. Lewis kind of talks about like, what, what are all the little tiny ways and some of the big ways that, that like in spiritual warfare, Satan and demons are trying to pull people away from Jesus. And so it's kind of, they're writing letters back and forth and they're talking about this one guy that they're trying to, to keep away from Christianity. And one of the things that, that they talk about is like, okay, we'll get, we'll get these Christians. We need to get Christians to church hop all the time. We need to get them to just jump from one church to the next church to the next mm. church, because then they'll, then they'll just, they'll end up either like flaking out of the whole thing or like they, they just, they'll never be held accountable. They will never actually have to do Christianity. They have to be, be involved with the people because they say in the book, the demons call the enemy. They say, because Jesus is their enemy. They call him the enemy. Like the enemy wants these people to be in community with each other. That is built upon fundamental doctrines and, and things like that. It's like, don't, don't just leave your church just because you aren't getting from it what you want. Like, you, leaving a church is a serious thing, and you need to take it very seriously. So, like, just because you don't like the sermon series doesn't mean that you leave the church. Right? Um, these are real human beings that you're around that need Christ, and they need to be built up and encouraged in the faith. And then the other thing is, I think the, the, the best place to start is, is actually starting that practice and literally seeking out wise counsel that is outside of you. Find somebody that's not you, that's old, probably older than you and wiser than you that can help you and say like, Hey, in your church or whatever, Hey, can we get lunch? And I want to just talk about like my faith and what I'm struggling with and be honest with people and don't lie to everybody about everything all the time, because that's what the language of expressive individualist is lying when confronted with the truth, but tell them what you think. Tell them what's going on in your life and then say, Hey, can we read through a book in the Bible together? Can you teach me, um, how I'm supposed to interpret Christ and interpret the scriptures? Because as much as young people hate to admit it, there is, there's essential wisdom in people who are older than us because they've lived longer than us. And we're not, we just don't know. We don't know. And we need to, we need to be humble enough to, to go up to somebody in our church and be like, Hey, I want you to disciple me or mentor me because I don't know what I'm doing and start there and see where that takes you i think that, yeah. that was important for, for me and
0: and if you are married like start there
1: yeah start that's by like a, loving a, your
0: spouse yeah <laughs> and not seeing them as a tool to just get things out of them that, that yeah. you want mm-hmm. but actually loving them and, and being willing to serve self-sacrificially because mm-hmm. if you can't do it there and your kids then mm-hmm. no <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. so that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have enjoyed this, please share, tag me, um, subscribe to this podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, let me know what you think. I'm always reading my DMs, so if you have feedback, questions, I would love to hear it. Until next time.
1: Goodbye.